Wait, are we starting? I, <laughs> <Sorry>. I guess. <laughs> well, sure, why not? Yeah, Let's start. start over. <laughs> um, I bought a bikini. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> At American exciting. Eagle. An American Eagle? What are well, you, like, 15? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, I am. Um, no, what's that line that they have? It's like... Oh, they, Aerie? Yeah, from Aerie. Are you sure it wasn't a bra and underwear? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Is there a problem with that? Um, That's exciting. I, I listened to your uh, podcast where you talked about... Years of bikini. Yeah. Yeah, so I did it. Story. I'm ready. I'm excited for you. Once it stops raining, I'm getting out there, <laughs> doing it. Yes. It's, it's cool. It's a pink bikini, Ooh. and I'm excited about it. Um, and that's all I have to say about it. Well, Lindsay, I don't want to call you out, but in college, I saw you wear a bikini once. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that was just tan. <laughs> that, that doesn't <laughs> That was like that at my <laughs> apartment complex pool where we were just like tanning. Yeah, I get what you mean. I, I mean, mean, I was like trying to think. I don't think you've worn one a lot. Yeah. Okay. I take, <laughs> I have worn a bikini. I lied. No, it's that. been... No, it's okay. No, Gabby's <laughs> calling me out right now. No, but I feel like for a while you haven't. Yeah. So that kind of counts. Yeah. I think I also had a slight eating disorder in college. <laughs> so that was the only time that I felt confident. And that's not a good yeah, sign. Yeah, that's not so a let's, good sign. <laughs> Let's change that around. All right. Welcome to Soberland. <laughs> I am your host, Lindsay. Today's guest is our first returning guest. Um, you know her well. Gabby Papazoff. Woo. There you go. <laughs> Cheering for myself. Self-love. Love it. <laughs> Welcome, Gabby, back to the, the mic. <laughs> Thank you for having <laughs> me again. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, oh, I wanted to say, if anyone noticed, I did not post a episode last week because I was sick. Um, I had two people reach out to me. <laughs> One was my brother. So Very concerned. <laughs> Lots of concerned listeners out there. But I, yeah, I had like a stomach flu, which um, apparently Gabby said is going around. And when I asked who else she knew that has it, she said, <laughs> she said her grandparents in Bulgaria. So... <laughs> When she said, when she said it was going around, she meant around the world. Yeah, it's, it's stay safe out there, everyone. everybody, <laughs> literally everybody. But um, and then I started to feel better, and it's been raining in, in LA again, and I got like a little. Now I have like a cold from the rain, so oh, just I'm sorry keeping keeping me down. But you know what? I'm strong, and I will. <laughs> you will prevail. I will prevail. <laughs> Well, you know what's good? My secret that I'll share with the world. Um, I always take oil of oregano capsules. Mm -hmm. They're really good for like boosting your immunity. So anytime I start to feel sick or if I'm trying to just like beef up my vitamins, I'll take that. Yeah, I take the immunity shots from Whole Foods that has has that mm -hmm. in it, but mm -hmm. I should buy the actual. Yeah, they sell them at tablets. Whole Foods. You can just get. Whole I saw, but they're like fifty dollars. They're expensive. Mm, they're like 25 maybe. all right well everyone go out and buy some hot <laughs> tip for you all out there um oh sorry i'll try not to <laughs> to like do the sniffles on right on the microphone but um what uh, we got our gabby and i got our hair done together yeah that's not really important we're looking fresh well, we are looking fresh <laughs> but 
just want to throw that a little bit in there. Um, it, oh, well, if anyone wants to see our hair, they can look at my Instagram. At Gabby Papazoff <laughs> on Instagram. Um, today is the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. more importantly, it's the Puppy Bowl. That is more important. More important. I actually, I pulled up the lineup. <laughs> To take a look. Oh, yes. This is from the actual Animal Planet website. Um, Which puppy will win it all? This is the starting lineup. It's Team Rough and Team Fluff. Hmm. They have trading cards that they sell online if you're interested. Why are Truman and Disco not invited <sighs> to be part of the puppy bowl? I know. <laughs> I'm very offended. Well, because they have to be actual puppies. Like, oh. if you... Oh, they, and also they so. have a second string for the puppies that are backup. Mm, seems kind of ageist. But if you look at the <laughs> the starting lineup, they're all <laughs> yeah, they're all like nine. See, nineteen weeks old. This is Ace, Alexander. Okay, most of them look sad. Yeah, they don't want to be there. Right. They're but like they terrified. Are, they are cute though. <laughs> they are extremely cute. Aww. Um, I love dogs that have people names. Gallagher, George, George is Harry, Hank. These are all people names. Someone get like creative. Moses, <laughs> getting biblical over here. <laughs> Pistachio, Scooter. See, I like random. I like random, like words for dog names. Like disco. Like my dog's <laughs> like name is your disco. Dog's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know. We we should look in. Well, they, like I said, they have to be puppies, and neither of our dogs are technically puppies, but... Yeah, my dog's 10, so I'd like to see an old dog bowl. <laughs> bowling. Bowling <laughs> dogs. Dogs actually <laughs> at a bowling alley. That would be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like playing... What do old people do? They, like, play cards? Like Oh, bingo. Bingo. Yeah. Dog bingo. Dog bingo. That would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd and be entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah. I w- was reading that the ref of the Puppy Bowl has been the ref for eight years. What? That like, is that's a, a killer job. Yeah. How Man. do you get that? I don't know, but hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I we've, we've been together for about 10 minutes, and we haven't brought up Froyo yet. That's true. It's very surprising. It's but a very <laughs> big part of our friendship. I was thinking about frozen yogurt when I was driving over here. Mm, me too. And I just, I think generally whenever I think of you, I think of frozen yogurt. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's really okay. I hope that my first, if I ever get a sponsor for the podcast, I want the first one to be a Froyo company. Yeah. And they would be lucky to have you because you would be a great spokesperson for frozen yogurt. I, I Yeah, I eat so much frozen yogurt. In sobriety, actually, the one day this week, I had a really hard week where I really needed Froyo every day. But one day I didn't have it, and that's when I got sick. So I'm not saying like I'm a doctor, <laughs> but <laughs> I think there's a correlation there. Yeah, a Froyo a day keeps the the doctor away. <laughs> sure, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything keeps more creative. <laughs> Keeps my depression away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you love Pinkberry specifically. Yeah. That's my favorite frozen yogurt place. Although I feel like by saying that it sounds super basic. But yeah, it I'm is. I mean, I've tried a lot of other frozen yogurt places yeah. in L.A. And 
I just like the flavors. I, the I best. think Pinkberry's up there. I am open to all Froyo establishments, but <laughs> I agree Pinkberry is is up there. Um, Gabby and I frequent a spot that we call the Lesbian Frozen Yogurt Place. <laughs> yep. Which that's not its actual name. What's I think it called? it's called the Yogurt Stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's West Hollywood. The best toppings. Yeah. So. This place hands down wins best toppings. They have funfetti cake that they bake yeah. there that yeah. you can put on it. And like banana bread, like fresh banana bread, fresh brownies. Mind blowing. Any kind of candy you could ever think of. Um, it's just amazing. But I personally don't love the actual frozen. Oh, yeah. Part. Well, we talked about just going there and filling our cup with toppings mm-hmm. and then going to Pinkberry and getting the froyo and then yeah. putting it together. That would. That would be like the number one. My yeah, best I would just frozen yogurt. My head would explode. <laughs> but um, we call it the lesbian frozen yogurt place because first of all, it's in West Hollywood, which is like that West, <laughs> which is West Hollywood. <laughs> and secondly, Gabby saw it on a reality show. Yeah, which one? Probably one that no one has ever watched except for me, but Love Connection, and it was. Not even the original. Uh, yeah, it's the I reboot with Andy Cohen. <laughs> I feel like Love Connection is just like an SNL skit. Is that actually a real show? No, it was in the 70s or 80s. I don't know how far back it goes, but it was a real show. And they rebooted it for some reason with Andy Cohen as the host. And somehow I randomly stumbled on on the show on Hulu. And I was like, sure. And then 10 episodes later, I was like... Oh, my God. Like, why did why did I watch this? But... The episode you saw, it was a lesbian couple. Yeah. And they had their first date at this particular yoga place. Yeah. And she described it as the lesbian yogurt (laughs) shop. (laughs) Oh, so it's actually known to be like the lesbian yogurt. That's what she said on the show. Oh, I thought we just called it that. I thought we were Mm. like really innovative. Mm, No. Nope. All right. (laughs) Never mind. By the way, speaking of Andy Cohen, did you see his baby shower? I saw a picture. It was popping. Yeah. Like every, every housewife. Single housewife yeah. was there. Yeah. Like from all seasons. Yeah. And John Mayer. <laughs> and John Mayer, <laughs> of course. Because <laughs> when I think of baby shower, I think of John Mayer. Well, John Mayer and Andy are pretty tight, like close oh. friends. And also John Mayer is really close with uh, Bob Saget. He played at his wedding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. You know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just Wait, a low-key John Mayer who stalker played over at here. wedding? No. Uh, Bob Saget's wedding? Yeah, at Bob Saget's wedding, John oh. Mayer played. And I think John Mayer also played at uh, Danielle Fischel's wedding, who's Topanga from Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World. World. Yeah. So that's he's just like a wedding singer now. <laughs> he's just <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because he's like friends with all of them. Oh. Um, it's like Adam Sandler and the wedding singer. Yeah. Ooh, that would be cool. I obviously love Adam like old school Adam Sandler but he's hasn't put out anything super good in a while mm, yeah agree. so I think he could benefit from offering his wedding singer services to people yeah. that are willing to pay for like it'd have to be like celebrities only yeah because his rate is probably yeah. crazy okay so today I wanted to share something (laughs) share show and tell today i wanted to do a show and tell (laughs) on my feelings (laughs) um basically i um in the past few weeks i feel like i've been stuck in like a weird funk um i just i feel like i haven't had like the clarity 
and like insight that I had before. I feel like with sobriety, like I just from the moment I got sober, I was just like constantly growing and just like it was awesome. All these exciting things were happening. And recently I feel like just stuck, like not a lot of movement, kind of disconnected to myself. And um, I, I don't like that. So I I did what I always do when I'm feeling off, which is meditate, which yeah, that's awesome. I feel like I'm a walking billboard for meditation. And frozen yogurt. And frozen yogurt both together at the same time. I'm going to open up a spot in LA where you eat froyo and meditate. I am there. I'm in line. I feel like it could work. <laughs> but um, yeah, as a person that has really high anxiety, I found that meditation really um, helps me just, uh, I don't know, just to figure out what's what's bothering me, what's going on and kind of figure out how to fix it. So anyways, I was in my meditation and I, um, I realized that I've been really distracted by two main things in my life recently. Um, the first being social media, which I think I've talked about on here before. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I I think I've, I feel like I've been on social media even more in sobriety, maybe because I don't go out as much or, I'm not drunk all the time, so... It's like a time filler, basically. Yeah. Um, You think so? It is for me sometimes. Maybe I'm just (laughs) noticing how much I go on it now. That's probably what it... Because I didn't, you know, recognize a lot of things in my life that I was doing when I was (laughs) drinking, but... It's true. um, But yeah, I just... I I realize I've just spent way too much time on it. Um, So not only is it like a time sucker for me, but... um, I find that I also um, am comparing myself on there a lot because not just physically, which I think is what a lot of us kind of our mind first goes to is like, oh, with all these Instagram models. Right. Yeah. And, you know, comparing our bodies to them. That happens to me. Yeah, (laughs) I think it it happens to me, too. But I think the one thing that's really been getting to me is that I also follow like a lot of comics and artists and musicians, podcasters. Just I'm in different social media groups. Um that are almost like almost like chat rooms for comics. And so I see like all of the success and all of these projects that these people are doing. And um, I just find myself comparing to them a lot. Like, oh, I'm not, you know, doing this many shows a week or really I'm not really in comedy at all right now. So, uh, you know, that and then yeah. I get down about that or like anything. Like I, I'm not where they're at, basically. And it just um, it really like lowers my confidence and really lowers my momentum that I have going and takes my focus off of the actual projects and things that I want to do. Instead, I'm just bummed that I'm not where this person's at. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, totally. I feel like I can relate because I, I feel that way too. I mean, obviously I follow friends on like Instagram and social, but I also follow a lot of influencers and celebrities and different like you said just like different people that are in the industry that I'm in or whatever and I have those feelings a lot too like just thinking that everybody out there is doing something bigger and better Mm -hmm. than me or I also get annoyed when I see people like constantly on vacation (laughs) or like on a yacht on a random Tuesday yeah or like out to like a fancy dinner and it just kind of makes me feel like what am I doing wrong with my life that I'm not able to like have as much fun as these people are always having. Yeah. You know, cause like I'm the kind of person that like enjoys having fun <laughs> and like obviously have to work to make money and 
and have a living. And I, I do enjoy what I do, but I think sometimes when I see on social that like people are living these lives, which who knows if that's even like their reality. Right. A lot of what people post is the highlights e- is of are their the life. highlights. Yeah. So it's like, who knows if that's even like, but the way I perceive it is that they're just living this like fun lifestyle all the time. And, yeah. and like, why am I like crying every night? <laughs> Not really, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that that <laughs> is a huge reason why I slowly kind of slipped away from comedy is because I couldn't really dedicate the same amount of time that a lot of people that I know were. And so when I would see that they were constantly book doing these shows yeah. and growing and growing and I wasn't, and I wasn't, I was just like, let me just give up altogether. And I found myself starting to do that with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to have that attitude. I don't want to compare myself career wise, comedy wise, whatever. Um, so I've decided I'm going to take a detox from social media for the month of February um, just to kind of reset. I'm on day three. It's February 3rd. Um, Yeah, I've done like a week before, but I've never done a full month. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's a big commitment. Especially when you spend as much time on it as I do. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. I I feel like at night when I'm, you know, trying to wind down and go to sleep, I wanted I was like kind of craving it last night yeah to you know and then we got like our hair done and Hannah always takes like our person our friend that does our hair <laughs> she takes like awesome photos of us that are like basically professional photos where She's we look like we look baller and I was like I want to post this on my Instagram to get that validation <laughs> but I posted it for you Lindsay oh, don't worry you. so you can check out how great my hair looks on Gabby <laughs> Pappas off Instagram um you know yeah and just like if I'm just have a moment where I'm not doing something, I will reach for my phone, which I've noticed I've slowly kind of stopped doing that more and more. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. So I'm already starting to break these habits and I feel like it's been, uh, it's been a difficult thing, but a good thing. Yeah. No, I'm, I think it's a great thing to do. And I've been seeing more and more people, whether it's just like my actual friends or I've actually been seeing like social influencers post, like I'm going to take the next three days off. Like mm-hmm. it's, interesting that I feel like there's some kind of people are having that kind of same realization about how much it consumes our lives and people that even like make money off of like posting stuff on Instagram are like realizing that they're like I need a break yeah so I think it's a good thing to do and I mean I did something like that probably like six months ago I realized I was spending so much time. I'd come home and just spend like an hour or so like scrolling through Instagram. And so I actually like deleted the app off of my phone for like a week or two. I forgot how long it was, but it helped me like break that habit. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm ever since then, I like never, I mean, I'm on social, but I like use it way less than I did before I took that break. And I kind of stopped caring about like keeping up with like what people are posting and like, I just go on there for a little bit and check it out. And I've kind of haven't been posting as much either just because I've been trying to be like more present in my life mm-hmm. and not really thinking about, oh, well, like, is this an opportunity to like post this to my story? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it's kind of embarrassing, but I, I'll, I'll see things and I'll be like, oh, I want to post that to my story, but I can't. It's just little things. Yeah. And like, I saw like a cat documentary, which I like I thought was hilarious. And I, wanted, <laughs> and I was like. Why, why do I feel the need to share this? Why can't I just 
enjoy this. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. It's I don't fun know why. To share. Like, I know, it, but it's I not a bad thing. But I think you're right. Like when it's starting to take up so much of your mental, like headspace. When you kind of lose touch with yeah. reality completely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think social media is a huge, huge thing that impacts our mental health. Yeah. And so I'm just trying. Well, something that's interesting too, just kind of thinking about how social media and especially like stories has like transitioned the way that we see the world. Did you watch the new episode of Broad City? <gasps> no. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything. When did but it come out? It came out like last week. Oh my God. I'm yeah. so excited. The I love new final season. It's a final. Love yeah. It. yeah. But it, it was interesting. They shot the whole, well, they didn't shoot it this way, but the whole um, premise of the first episode is that it's, through Alana and Abby's like stories, like Instagram stories, like even everything's like vertical video. They have like the little fun, um, <laughs> you know, gifts or like boomerangs that you do. And so the whole, I'm not going to spoil it because I want, you know, people to watch it. It's a really good episode, but I just thought it was like so interesting because they're always like doing social commentary. Mm. And so I thought it was really cool that they, thought to do a whole episode through the lens of like watching their stories on Instagram. That's pretty cool. And like, I'm like, that is so true. Like that's how you like consume people's lives is like by watching their story and like seeing what they're doing day to day. And, um, people, it's just like the way that people think about their days now is like, how can I, like, what can I post to my story to show people like what I'm doing? Right. And it's usually every, like something that's really cool and awesome or funny you're never, like, seeing anyone post about how tough of a day they had or, like, how they're, like, crying in the corner. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, or it's, like, even the need to share that much of anything, whether it's good or bad. Why, yeah. why do we have to, sh you know, share that with everybody? Mm -hmm. It's, like, keeping some things personal. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a month is a long time, but... We'll see. I feel like I did like I think a week before mm -hmm. and it was definitely helpful. But I like I feel like I really need a f good like restart. And so I want to do a significant amount of time that will really make a difference. So. Yeah. Well, uh, February is the shortest month. I feel so like you got this, that going on. Yeah. <laughs> this is the month where a lot of people will do like dry February or yeah. like cut things out because you get. Yeah. It's like two days shorter. <laughs> but Well, I also feel like it's a good time to be off social because then you get to miss everyone's cheesy, stupid Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> I thought about that after I made this decision and I was like, hell yeah, I don't have to see all of your gross, like cute gifts that you get from your yeah. boyfriends and girlfriends. Yeah. Well, it's kind of speaking of oversharing and like posting stuff on social, I just got my wedding video which I'm super excited it's about, really finally, nice. four months later. I, I, no, I watched it. It's like, oh, thank I you. got a little teary-eyed. Oh, thanks. Well, so I was super excited to get that. And, of course, I want to share it on social because that's, like, what everyone does. But, you know, because I'm proud of it and I want, like, my friends to be able to see it. And um, my the, the original video is 15 minutes long. I have, like, mine and Evan's vows and, like, your, like your speech and some of the other speeches and I decided after talking with Evan because I was like oh I'm gonna post this on social and he was like oh he's like really he was like our vows are like so personal I don't want that like out there on the internet and 
at first I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, everyone posts, everyone posts their wedding videos. And I kind of got like a little upset. I was like, why does he want me to post this? But then I, like, after I thought about it, I was like, you know, like, he's right. Like, I don't want random people on the internet to like hear like my most like personal moment Mm -hmm. like in life where I'm like sharing my love for my husband and it's not like we said anything weird or bad but it's just like (laughs) it's just like a personal thing and I was like it kind of made me think about like how much we overshare Mm -hmm. and so I asked my videographer to do a cut without like just like only music like there's no like speaking parts in it so and that's like eight minutes and I was like that feels more appropriate to share like on Facebook or whatever so I sent you guys like all my family and friends like the fine like the full video because mm-hmm. I don't mind people like seeing that but I was like I'm not gonna just share kind of all my like special moments with the whole world right it's like it's Back in the day, Facebook used to be like only my close friends, but now it's like I'm have like so many random people and people can share it. And like, I feel like once things are on the internet, they're on there forever. And again, it's like nothing bad or embarrassing. No, I mean, I I feel like was there, I heard it, but it's very honest and like sentimental and real. And it's like I don't want want the whole world to like, yeah, see that because that's like my thing, that's like Mm -hmm. my personal experiences right and i don't know it just made me like think a little harder about like what like just why everyone's just so willing to like share every part of their yeah. life <laughs> i'm guilty of it i i will share everything on my story i feel like and yeah i don't know why i mean i have nothing to hide too i, I kind of have like that like mentality is like oh i'll share i don't care because like i'll share because i like i don't have anything to be ashamed of but mm-hmm. it's also i think something special it feels more special when it's like your thing yeah well I think yeah you're talking about things that are more personal yeah that you that are meant to be with like that are meant to be kept private or between close friends and family I I think with me it's more when you overshare when I overshare my things like I can lose touch of reality Mm. because I'm so immersed in this digital world and social world so I think there's different um elements to it and layers to it that can make it you know a need for boundaries so yeah for sure that was a great transition talking about marriage into the the second thing that I wanted to um mention that I found to be really distracting lately um which is dating which I've shared speaking of oversharing I've shared (laughs) quite a few dating stories on here um I've been dating more recently in the last month or two and um I found that it's truly a time sucking demon is what I like to (laughs) refer to it as um definitely can be yeah I'm not just talking about like the actual date but just like the after and wondering when I'll hear from them and like LA is full of something that I like to call man baby (laughs) which is like a full-grown adult male who acts like a child um whether that just all men no, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but I mean, this is like he has the inability to commit and yeah. the inability to treat a woman as she should be treated, which I think this man baby tendency is fueled by dating apps, mm-hmm. um, which makes like dates and people seem disposable almost. Right. Um, so people aren't being treated with the respect that they should. Mm hmm. 
And so I've had enough (laughs) and I'm done with it. It takes up a lot of energy and time and I feel like it's just been a waste. It's not getting me anywhere. And Mm -hmm. I need to take a break from that as well. So in the month of February, I'm also going to detox from um, dating, which like includes not just like dates, but like I'd say like anything physical Mm -hmm. um, because that also can, that will do the same thing. Yeah. Um, that I'm trying to fix here or like any kind of emotional, like flirting, you know, like texting or yeah, just basically anything that is in that dating world that will, that will redirect my focus if I get involved with it. Well, that's good. I mean, I think when you take out distractions, it frees up your mind to think and do other things that you may like you might get into a hobby or do something or that you may not have even like known that you're interested in just because you have like the mental capacity to mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I'll be interested to see how you feel at the end of this month. I feel like right now I'm super dedicated and empowered to find things and to do things that like creatively fulfill me, emotionally fulfill me, you know, just, um, fulfill me in general, you know, and, um, things that I really want, like learning what it is, first of all, what it is that I want and then going after it in my life and just all sorts of stuff like that. And I just, I want to focus on that. And so I, it's not that I just like love cutting out all these fun things in my life, like drinking and dating and social media. Cause those things aren't necessarily bad and they are fun. It's just like when it, hinders you from doing other things or is like negatively affecting your life that's I mean I think it's really great that you can recognize that well I I also recognize that they have similarities in like the addictive patterns that I have with them right you know similar to like the fact that I crave alcohol and I don't know when to stop with it it's a similar thing with like social media and dating where I don't really know my boundaries with it and I need to set some. And so I think the best way to set some is to first kind of like have a purification detox restart button type deal Mm -hmm. and then figure out what the boundaries I need to put in place and all that and kind of reevaluate what I'm doing with those things in my life. I don't mean to go to the extreme where it's like I'm cutting this thing out completely, but I feel like when you get to a certain point and you're so far down in, in whatever that bad habit is that sometimes you just need to, do a, a clean break type deal. Absolutely. So, I think it's a good way, like you said, restart. Because obviously some things like drinking you've cut out completely. And, and because I've cut out drinking, yeah. these other things have, have like surfaced that mm-hmm. um, I'm not really doing in a healthy way. Mm. And I wouldn't have noticed that if I hadn't stopped drinking. But Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So... I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're always you're always there, um, supporting me. I'm your number one cheerleader. <laughs> um, what about for you? Is there what do you feel like maybe hinders your mental health, or that you? Yeah, could I mean, detox with or. Yeah, you asked me this question the other day, and I was trying to think of like I'm sure there are things I can cut out in my life. I just, at least for me, the past few months, the biggest thing that's been taking up most of my time is work. Um, 
And that's just kind of like the nature of the biz- like the industry I'm in and kind of like some of the campaigns that I've been working on have been super crazy. So I'm hoping it won't like constantly stay like this. Um, but I think that's something that I've been just like giving a lot of thought on is like, wow, I really do value having like a work life balance. Mm. And I've, I've been down up and down this like roller coaster for a while. I've like been in my career for several years. So I've definitely gone through cycles of kind of burnout and different things like that. But, uh, I think as I've gotten older, I've realized how important it is to me to like be able to feel like I, I do have a life outside of work and, um, just be able to like take care of myself and, and like have more of like a routine. I feel like when I was younger, I'd kind of like look, not like look down, but I'd like ha- I'd love to be more spontaneous. But as I get older, I feel like having a routine sounds more appealing to mm. me. And I've realized that's like how you actually can <laughs> take care of yourself and build hel- healthy habits is to like establish routines and have boundaries and have boundaries. Have, yeah. 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 So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been learning how important that is to me. And so I've, I have been trying to like instill more of those boundaries and carve out more time to do things like eat healthy and work out and you yeah, know, like you like you hike a lot and you meditate and I'm like wow like I'm always like thinking like oh, I wish I could do that but I think it's like until I make it a huge priority in my life it, that's never going to happen and obviously like I can't help if my job is making me work a lot of hours but. I still think it's like thinking about it in that way where I make that the most important thing in my life is like myself and my mental health and Mm -hmm. like taking care of myself. And I think a lot of times we think about our careers as like our identities and that's who we are. And I think I've been like trying to, or I've been, I've been coming to a realization that, as much as I love my career and what I do, that's not who I am in life. And I do care about spending time with like people I love and my family. And I do love to have fun, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and, you, do. Like, you know, so I just like, how do I get myself to a place where I'm living the life that like I want to be living and, and taking care of myself and feel healthy and, and yeah. all of that. So I don't know the exact answer yet, but I think yeah. I've been having like a lot of those revelations lately well I think if you're in a position like you where you want to do these healthy things but you don't have the time because of work I mean even doing like you honestly could you do like 10 minutes a day of meditation yeah and that's the thing is like instead of just like being so bogged down and yes I'm working a lot I'm exhausted but you're right like I could take 10 minutes it doesn't yeah I mean I know I can some I like go on like an hour long hike every day <laughs> and like I meditate like for like 20, 30 minutes in the mm-hmm. morning, but it doesn't, it's not like that or nothing. You could do yeah. like what, do what you can basically. Yeah. No, that's really good advice. And I think sometimes you can get into like, I, or I can get into a negative headspace where I'm just like, oh, I'm just so stressed and I'm tired. And then you kind of just think like, oh, I don't have time for that. But the reality is, is like, yeah, I could carve out 10 minutes to do something or you, you know? could turn off friends <laughs> TV show for 10 minutes that's true a day you watch that show I, I do like my TV you watch hours of friends every day 
Right now, hours, just like when I'm going to bed. I know, I do too, actually. <laughs> uh, but that's that's um, a hard position because it's your job. It's like, I'm talking about detoxing these things out of my life. But it's like, how do you detox your work? Because you need it to make money and to live. Yeah. Which I kind of thought about that with dating. It's like, I'm, I kind of wish I could just detox that out of my life like I did with <laughs> drinking. Like, goodbye forever. Yeah. Like. But then, like, I would maybe never meet anyone ever. Right. Which, uh, yeah, so. Like, you do want to meet someone eventually. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you can't just give up on dating. You can't just, yeah, cut out these everything yeah. from your life. So I've been doing a lot of reading about, like, our views on work and, like, our culture, like, our cultural views on work and how how much we do work in the, like, in the U.S. And, like I said, a lot of our self-worth I feel like for our generation is built on like what you do like everyone is out there hustling everyone is out there trying to be like their own like yeah, especially in, and in a big city like LA where it's yeah. also very competitive and it's very yeah. cutthroat and people yeah. will do whatever it takes and I let I mean I do feel like maybe one day I will have my own business or like I, I feel like very entrepreneurial because my parents are that way and so and I get that when you start your own business like that is your life but mm -hmm. I I don't know I just feel like it's important to not make that like your whole identity just like anything like you you were talking about in one of your last episodes about like how if you're dating someone and you kind of like do mm -hmm. everything for them and lose yourself like I feel yeah. like it's not good to get lost in like one thing and so um yeah it's, it's all just, about balance yeah it's all about balance balancing act sure. which yeah Man, I do not have in my life, but I'm trying. <laughs> I think uh, I think that's the trick. Everyone's trying. No, but like I guess I just didn't realize how much, uh, uh, you know, of the ex how much I went to the extreme with so many things in my life until I got mm. sober. Just how I really didn't have any balance or boundaries in so many things in my life, and yeah, I'm just yeah. It's another like revelation I've had with getting sober. Well, that's exciting, though. I feel like you've been discovering so many new things about yourself. Oh, yeah. And, you know, think about how many years, like, you didn't know that, like, th know those things. Yeah, like, I'm discovering that I like my hair short and blonde. <laughs> I love your hair I like this. <laughs> it's, it's so, so cute. Thank you. I literally was trying to think of what you looked like before your haircut. I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, I've had like every <laughs> hair color imaginable. That's true. You've had like red. Well, when I first met you, you were blonde. Mm -hmm. And I think I feel like you were dark brown. You were red. And black hair for a moment. Black. Yeah. But Literally this every now it's color. like almost a white blonde. Yeah. I after love yesterday. It. Uh, I think there's a new episode of Lohan Island or Lohan. Lohan Lindsay, Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's Beach House. Beach House. <laughs> There's a new episode. I know. We have to watch that. Can we watch it after we record? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'd love to. If you haven't seen it yet, my new favorite pod or my new favorite podcast, <laughs> my new favorite reality show <laughs> is the new Lindsay Lohan one where she um, basically runs. She opened up an, a not a nightclub, but like it's a, a day club. It's a day club on the beach in Mykonos in Greece. Yeah. And she hired, she calls them ambassadors that are just really nightclub servers from the U.S. <laughs> to work at the her beach club. And um, she 
sounds like she smokes a pack of cigarettes yeah, a day. She's like, I mean, I love Lindsay. She's looking rough. Back in the day, but yeah, she's looking rough. Too much plastic surgery. Yeah. I mean, she even jokes about it that she like looks like she's 50. I know. And she's like our age. Yeah. But, but um, I think that's like a good PSA for what like intense partying can do to you. To a human. It's just yeah. turn them into a member of the insane clown posse. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I feel as ridiculous as that show is, I feel like good for her for starting something. Cause you know, she hasn't like been in movies or anything for a while. So I think she has been in some really bad movies, um, really? which I think would be a fun movie night if we just found all of the <laughs> like horrible, <all> old <laughs> like zero on Rotten Tomato movies yeah, that she's been in. I, agree. I think there's a quite a few, but I just like, I can't let go of the fact that she did Mean Girls and Parent Trap. Like, those are so good. Freaky so Friday. I don't care what Georgia she makes. Rule. Uh, Georgia Rule is awful. It's, so. You either hate or love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, all right, she can do whatever she wants now. She already gave us those gifts. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, especially Mean Girls. That's like one that of the best the, that is movies the truest, of all time. The truest, truest gift of life. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> So, yeah, I'm glad to see that she's doing something. We can check on, check in on her. But so she she um, is very dedicated to this nightclub and the success yeah. of it. She puts a lot on the line for it and says that her name and her family's name <laughs> and her family's family and like fortune basically <laughs> is going to be if these ambassadors mess up once everything is going in the toilet is basically how extreme she is yeah so sh- they must do everything they can and dedicate themselves to her brand which even if that means to going to the length of sleeping with a vip client that is encouraged yeah they actually get rewarded for that <laughs> they, yes it is encouraged so. to sleep well, with ethically immoral in my eyes but yeah <laughs> Uh, entertaining, nonetheless. <laughs> and I don't know where they get these VIP guests from. Yeah, well, very they're strange. Like, these are Italian models, and this lady's from Dubai. And this guy's a designer. Oh, the designer guy was the best VIP client because he, he had the craziest outfits. Yeah, and he was making the ambassador do trust falls with him in the yeah. cabana <laughs> and wash his feet. Oh, yeah. What's the guy's name? Their manager? Panos. Panos. Sounds like a Greek god. He he looks like one. Yeah. But he has zero emotion. He's like one of those oh, humans yeah. that just doesn't show, like he's monotone all the time. Doesn't show any emotion. But he's very, he's very much about business. Like there, there's no fun in his world. And... He just like I never see him drink. Like I, I'm pretty sure Lindsay's drink because she's like she'll like pop out of a cabana out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. "What were you just doing in there?" And she's just like, bu- like wiping her nose, like nothing, yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but like Panos, like he seems like I never see him party or drink. He's no. always like business, always about business, always about we need to sell the most. Which honestly is probably why that place is thriving. Yeah, it's Panos. But yeah, he one of my favorite catchphrases. There, one of the servers was trying to like talk to him. Oh yeah, about like I don't even remember about what, but he he was just like so. Oh, upset. Uh, he was talking about how one of the other brand ambassadors just like walked away from the cabana in the middle oh, of his that's right. of his job. Yeah, and so he was just like, "I'm getting upset." He's like, "I'm so mad." 
I'm boiling. <laughs> just like With just no exactly emotional. Like <laughs> like She's like, I'm, I'm bo- boiling. I'm boiling. So that's going to be anytime I'm mad. That's going to be my new go-to catchphrase. <laughs> no matter what happens. I'm boiling. <laughs> Evan forgets to buy milk at the yeah. store. <laughs> boiling. <I'm> boiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you watched the newest Vanderpump? I haven't. <gasps> I oh, this one's... Okay, I've been super disappointed in this season, uh-huh. but this last week's episode finally was Ooh, interesting what to happened? me. Because I probably saw it on Instagram this past <laughs> summer. Well, <laughs> I think the most interesting thing is that Lala and Ariana hooked up. Whoa. Yeah, in the back of the car while Tom was driving. Finally, some scandal. Dang. Some lesbian scandal. Wait, did Tom know about this? No, he was driving the car. Well, how did he not see them in the he back? He did. Oh. He was just, fi- he's, you know, he think, was into it, I guess. I, think I don't Tom know. Tom is just like waiting for Ariana to cave and marry him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and interesting. And she, I, I did not. Well, know about Ariana's this. been in a relationship with a woman before, so it's mm. that wasn't a huge shocker. But finally, and then she was all upset because Tom shared the story with the guys. And so she was like very upset that he was talking about her sexuality oh. with people. So there was like a fight there. And then Sheena moved to Marina Del. Oh, I'm just telling you the hopes. That's okay. <laughs> Sheena moved to me. Well, this it's is not like Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's this is actually my version of Game of Thrones. But um, Sheena moved to Marina Del Rey, and they were all talking about how far it is, which kind of reminds me of us and like our friend Heather lives out there. Yeah, and we're like, she does actually live in Marina. It's like Del a whole Rey. day trip to drive out there, yeah. even though it's like 12 miles away. I know. We love you, Heather. <laughs> Shout out to Heather. That's funny. Yeah, I need to catch up. I. Okay, so I've been, I have to watch it through the Bravo app, and in case anyone that works for Bravo <laughs> is listening, the Bravo app is broken. Oh no, <laughs> that's how I watch it. What do you mean yeah. it's broken? Well, at least like the AT and T provider login oh. like doesn't. Wait, I have direct. I use my parents' direct TV. Yeah, so I'm using Evan's parents' AT and T. God, to watch. At what age rules. do we stop using our parents' login to watch? <laughs> well, we're reality let, TV. Let's face it, we're never gonna get cable. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> actually, I have cable because my landlord oh, gave it to me for free. But, but yeah, so the login just like is broken, and I, I don't know how to fix it, and so oh I, God. I really don't know what to do. I'm like three episodes. Okay, behind. so we can watch the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's latest episode and Vanderpump. And I was actually just watching The Bachelor, so just a full... Mm. See, I'm boycotting The Bachelor this season. Why? Because I hate Colton. Yeah. I hate him. Because he's a virgin? No, I just don't like his smile. I feel like he's like always like hiding something. <laughs> I just... <laughs> and he's so boring. He's hiding his virginity from you, Gabby. <laughs> That's what he's hiding. I also don't like that they're like... they. O- I feel like they only picked him because he has the virginity storyline. And I just, I just feel like there was better guys that they could have picked to be The Bachelor. I was watching this week's just right before you came here first of all i hate that they all reference that they're dating him or they're like in a relationship with him it's like you can't you're in, you can't be in a relationship with 15 different people at the same time well, yeah unless you're like mormon <laughs> but so i wish they would stop using that term because they're like oh it's so hard to watch the guy that you're dating like make out with another girl right in front of you it's like no duh because you're not supposed to <laughs> yeah. date 12 people at once exactly so first of all Please stop using that term on the show. But also in their in the cocktail dinner party, whatever, not dinner cocktail party. They they you know it's like where they all sit down and get like right. thirty seconds with them yeah. to talk. 
And so they're always supposed to like open up about something yeah, to kind of pr- connect. That the producers tell I mean, them to do. Sometimes it's a real reach. Like I had braces in high school. <laughs> it's like, and they're just trying to like connect with them. It, it's, yeah. But then f- today, or the episode I was watching from last week, a girl opened up about her um, sexual assault that she went through about like in college uh-huh. and like how she got raped. And it was like the first oh, time wow. that they actually got deep about like yeah. a really serious issue. And yeah. I was like, and I was fully intrigued. because it was like, I could sense some realness in this show for once instead yeah. of just like putting on a show. Yeah. You know, well, and it, yeah, I thought it was interesting and I'm sure people that have gone through that couldn't relate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, finally the bachelor is doing something real. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just still feel like they're exploiting this girl's <laughs> awful uh, experience for the ratings. Right. No, that's true too. But if you look at it that way, like, I don't know if she felt better after sharing her story, then that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm sure people have reached out, yeah. connected with her. Yeah, totally. I just, have you ever watched that? It was a scripted show called Unreal. No. It was on Lifetime, but it's on Hulu now. You should watch it because I watched that before I watched any of like the Bachelor, Bachelorette type stuff. And it's basically like a scripted show about. I mean, they call it's basically The Bachelor, but they call it a different name for like the show's sake. But oh, it's a, oh, it's the sitcom. Well, it's not like a sitcom; it's like a drama. A drama, okay. Yeah, uh, it's really good though, and just really made me realize how manipulative like the producers are on like those types of dating shows, like The Bachelor, mm-hmm. because they were saying that a former like producer that worked on The Bachelor went and like helped write the show or produce the show and so they like have used a lot of the like things mm. that actually happened from The Bachelor to fuel the storylines for the show on Unreal and they said even The Bachelor has stolen some storylines from the Unreal wow. show. So it's like yeah. But now every deal. time I watch any kind of reality show I'm always looking for like well, I'm pretty sure a producer yeah, see, told them I, to do that. Yeah, I shouldn't watch it. It's going to ruin reality <laughs> TV. That better not be the next thing I have to give up is reality oh. TV and my detox quest. Yeah, that that would be hard. Then oh, I would have <laughs> nothing. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's so dark. Um, well, cool. Thanks, Gabby. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to go get some Froyo with you and watch some reality TV. Yeah. Before we go, though, I wanted to share that I um, created a email for the podcast it's soberlandpodcast at gmail.com yeah so exciting i know if you guys want to submit um anything i think it'd be cool to get some questions from everybody and then maybe we could go on like over it on a episode that would be fun questions about anything mental health related um or about my story or your opinion of the podcast but only positive ones (laughs) um or if there's a specific topic that you would like to hear about just anything um especially since i'm not on social media this month and that's usually where i connect with people Mm. about the podcast so please email me there also i'm going to do the cliche podcast thing and ask if you guys have not already please subscribe rate review so we can get this podcast out there. Do it. I did it. It's super easy. (laughs) All the cool kids are doing it so Um, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Gabby, for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll see you next time.